Welcome to Thriving Perspectives. Thank you for taking a moment in your day to join us, hear our stories, and discover new ways to embrace thriving. I am Terry Dubroy, founder and executive director of Thrive Enabling Potential, and today I'm flying solo. Well, not quite solo. I've got my dog Murphy with me to discuss with you a crucial aspect of personal and professional growth, goal setting. This is a topic that I'm always happy to reflect on and speak about. We included a goal-setting framework into our book, The Insightful Journey, which I'll touch on today. I will be discussing common misconceptions about goal-setting, the significance of setting short, mid, and long-term goals, and how it provides a sense of purpose and shapes a solid foundation for well-being and success. I will give some insights into effective goal-setting techniques that I have learned throughout my life, and the balance between long-term visions and immediate gratification and the value of setting achievable yet challenging goals. So throughout this episode, you're invited to reflect on building your strengths and taking the next steps towards your own growth and greatness. Setting and achieving our goals in life does not happen randomly or without effort. Considering this, I feel like there are so many misconceptions about goal setting and goal achievement. And I think the first one I'd like to speak to is about age. Age does not define what we can and we cannot do in terms of what our thinking is for our goals. In the doing chapter in the insightful journey, it says, whether you are 16 or 60, the experiences that you subject yourself to beyond your comfort zone define the extent to which you will grow. You can expand more as a 16 year old who is seeking impactful experiences than a 60 year old who has never sought them out. It really begins with you, and until you're ready, you're not. When you're ready to set and define the things that are important to you and to put those and contextualize them as goals, then you're not ready. But when you're ready to do that, it's your time. When you're ready to step outside of your comfort a little bit and extend yourself and project yourself, then it's your time. Age does not define that. Another misconception would be that believing that writing your goals down and talking about it or manifesting it spiritually, it has already come true. Well, no, this is self-fulfilling. It's how you are able to enact the things that you have thought about and meditated on or spent time on and to then in turn push that out into the world as a part where you're starting to feel those things through a little bit about which way you want to go with them, for their ponderance to things. But really, it comes down to doing. Everything's about doing. You have to enact your thinking and your feeling to allow for the doing to be the part that actualizes and brings to life the things that you would like to do, to change, or to set goals for. Instead of solely focusing on outcome goals, for example, like losing 20 pounds, It'd be more advantageous to set process goals, like exercising three times a week and eating more fruits and vegetables. And process goals focus on the actions that you can control. And I think that's really an important part about that, is being able to take control over those things in your lives that can relate to becoming better habits that can exist more often in the world. And to share your goals with trusted friends and family members or a mentor who can provide support and hold you accountable in a way. 
And it's also having someone to share your progress with can also be super motivating. So really it's surrounding yourself with these people, these trusted people in your life that can be those advocates for you, that can help you along, that you can feel comfortable in being able to share what's important to you. And also those people will tend to leave a little bit of room for you not to do super great. There's really nothing wrong with being able to hit eight out of those 10 things that you really wanted to do. Support systems are so important. It's what we need to fall back on sometimes or to ask questions or to just be propped up when we need it. Another misconception I see happening a lot is people telling themselves that I don't need to revisit my goals for a long time once I've set them. Well, this is a misconception because goals can and do change as you discover more about yourself. Plus, revisiting even, if they haven't changed, can help motivate you. I know that as we move along sometimes, even on a trail or you're working your way uh, to going up a mountain, that as much as you think you have things set in place and you know the ways in which you need to go, you could hit that shoulder of the mountain and you look up and be like, no, that that's just not the best course. Things change and I need to recalibrate a bit and set things up a little bit differently. So it's okay to be able to make those pivots or to make those movements. They're, they're not backwards. They're, they're just kind of parallel. And then you can work your way forward again you know, in that recalibration of your goals. Really important thing I'd like to touch on very briefly, though, is debunking the myth that only so-called successful people can accomplish their goals. Well, no, no, that's not the case. I mean, they're successful because of the intentional hard work that got them to where they needed to be. That's how things are realized in time, based on the efforts that you make to get there. And by being a little bit strategic about the things that you're doing as well is really important. And that's why I'd like to take a moment to unpack some goal setting and to lens them through short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals and how they impact our lives differently. We spoke to this process in the Insightful Journey, and I have found in my life that this framework is one of the best ways to set goals that are achievable. So starting with setting your short-term goals, well, setting attainable goals for your mind, body, and spirit, and setting yourself up for success intentionally really does give you an added self-confidence boost, and it really does enhance your emotional well-being. Setting yourself up for success is so paramount because we all like to feel good when we win and when we achieve things. So it's really great when we have our short-term goals that we can do that where we can see some positive things take place. And slowly but surely, we just keep building on that. Because achieving personal goals really does lead to a greater sense of happiness and self-satisfaction and, and confidence for sure. Goals also act as a source of inspiration and drive, encouraging individuals to take action and persist in the face of challenges. I mean, there's bumps along the road. We've just got to be able to make sure that we treat them as bumps and not these big insurmountable mountains. We all go through rough patches in our lives and we just got to take things in stride. And, and as we work through these goals and finding some successes, we become certainly more resilient and working with the little bumps that we have. 
that take place. Goals act as a source of inspiration and drive, for sure. and really does encourage individuals to take action and persist in the face of challenges as well. The process of setting and pursuing personal development goals often leads to self-discovery. And that self-discovery lends itself to understanding your strengths more and not paying as much attention to your weaknesses, finding greater value in things that are near to you and dearest to you, and expanding the interests that you already have to expand them and to also find new ones too. And by doing so, we're laying new foundations for our own success. There's a theorist named Vygotsky who talks about scaffolding and said simply is that we need to lay down foundations for our own success and to build upon those foundations by making them more stable and more secure to allow to build things on top of that, to build your next scaffold and to bring those things more metaphorically, obviously not physically, but to bring those things with you that you continue to build upon for yourself and the interactions that you have in the greater world. When we look at midterm goals, now that the foundation's been laid, the difference between just great and greatness can start to come into play a little bit more because we're pushing ourselves more and more to, to leave that comfort and expand out and perhaps take risks. And what I mean by that wouldn't be you know, I'm going to go jump out of an airplane risk. That's not what I mean. It could be just something where we're just leaving our own little comfort zone and having even a discussion with someone new, even at a coffee shop, as an example. There's a nice quote from the chapter Believe in our book, The Insightful Journey. And in Believe, it says, Midterm goals are dreams that will take seasons of dedication to transpire. You can set them either by building on your short-term goals, your mind, body, and spirit balance, or by asking yourself if there is a different improvement or change that you want to make in your life. These improvements can take many forms, such as through social, educational, or professional endeavors. Midterm goals can take weeks or months to transpire and ultimately leading to immense personal growth, confidence, new directions and experiences. Again, we just keep building upon our strengths and focusing less on our weaknesses and setting forth and to chart a course that's more fulfilling for what it is that we need and that it excites us about where we're going in our lives. It's just building upon the things that, that have been created giving yourself a way to go about this new outlook that you have. And really, as, as I just mentioned about confidence and feeling far more confident about the direction that you can take, you're going to start to expand upon your goals because you are starting to layer up so many more things about yourself and the things that you have going on in your life. I can't help but think of a good friend, uh, David Butler, he lives in Boston, and he's uh, the chief technology officer at Hongjin, and it's a multinational custom manufacturing organization, and they, um, they make raw materials for mRNA, and I always hesitate to say this, <clears throat> but I'm going to do it anyways. 
the oligonucleotide drugs. Yeah, and they, they, uh, they recently started making the actual drugs too. Dave's uh, really good about uh, super simplifying things for me to translate my grade four science brain. And, and these alugnocleotide is like a tiny set of building blocks for the instructions that make living things work. Like how to grow and how to have certain traits and other important things. It's like the letters in a secret code that help create the amazing things in all living creatures. Scientists use these tiny building blocks to learn about and understand life better. And, you know, I'm always amazed at the way in which David looks at his own life and how he looks at goals and also how he doesn't look at goals. I'm reminded by him by the importance of short and midterm goals because David has never been one to project himself and he never said to me, Terry, I am going to be a a CTO of a multinational corporation. Not once ever said that to me. He said things like, I want to continue to improve on my skill sets and how he works with other people, especially. He always enjoyed doing his own science for years, but I know that that transition to what were the necessary formulas for people to work well together. So that changed for him. And so listening to him uh, speak about how important short-term things were in terms of looking at his uh, mental health and uh, his nutrition, which would be a part of that, of course, and his physical exercise, which again is an important part of that. And, and I liked how he kind of framed things. And it reminded me that even the busiest of people benefit from setting goals, even if the focus is on short and midterm goals, as it directly transcends into the long term, for sure. We are breathing life into our future by being able to set and achieve our goals. Even personal development goals that are attached to that extend to improving interpersonal skills and building healthier relationships. And that was the part that David was interested in, being a better manager of people and himself. So I've always been very impressed by the way in which he's carried himself and looks at his well-being and how he projects himself in the future. Now, relating to the long-term, going with what was just said is that, you know, in a way, long-term goals are like your ultimate dreams, your, your big vision, your, your, your dream life, where you'd like to be in five, 10, 20 years. You know, it's important that you put it out in the universe and, and let it rest because really your dreams are your goals achieved. It's like, they say, uh, you know, I, I hear it in passing sometimes. You could say to someone, hey, how you doing today? And they're like, oh, I'm living the dream. You know, I know they're being sarcastic with that answer, but really back in the day, that really got me thinking. It's like, huh, wait a second. Well, why can't you live your dreams? Living your dreams is the achievement of your goals then. That if you are making projections of things and you're achieving those things on the daily And then in your weeks and in your months, then you are in fact living your dream and things open up for you in time. And it's incredible how the universe will do that for you. 
once you set yourself up for success, like Vygotsky would say, it's incredible how many scaffolds you can build in the realization of your dream. In the chapter, Believe in the Insightful Journey, it says your long-term visions can be kept in the back of your mind when you're working on your short and midterm goals, which will serve to keep you motivated. Over time, you will notice how smaller goals weave into your big picture vision. Your long-term goals represent the big picture of your life as it unfolds, while your short and midterm goals are simply the steps. You got it, folks. You can live your dreams. Along the way, the impact that goals have, I find, are eventful when you have peak experiences that are attached to them. That kind of defines some of that. I can't help but think about doing some group dynamic work with some business leaders not too long ago where at this retreat center, they had a climbing pole. While they have climbing equipment and there's a rope that's attached to each person, it's like a belay system. And so it's bomber, super safe, but it really feels emotionally difficult to do though. So we have a lead-in exercise that looks at this activity and we frame the activity really well. It comes at the end of a few days where personal goals and group goals have been met and we have this peak experience for the group to undertake and so they're broken into smaller groups of relative like-minded people because there's a height involved and some people are not comfortable with heights so essentially we walk people over and there is a pole that has a ladder attached to it just a typical size ladder and um, depending on the relationship that you have to heights, and again, that group, it depends on how far you can go. And the responsibility of myself and the team is to encourage people to take one step more and see where that goes, and to take another step and see where that goes, which is so interesting. And so anyways, there are different stages to find this success and it's begins with a again that ladder how high you can get up some people can't get past the ladder and then from the ladder you have some handholds they're pegs or even like rock climbing ones so you can choose the slightly easier route of the pegs or you can use the climbing holds and you work your way up on the pole and the goal is to work your way up the pole where there's a little tiny like these little ladder these little steps that kind of project out from the pole and then it leads to a flat platform on the top so again visualize a telephone pole ladder leaning against it a hand holds working its way up to this little protruding little ladder set up maybe four little ladder rungs and then to a flat top and once you get off the ladder the next person goes up the next person goes up and now there's four people who are on this cool element. And for some folk, just being all together on the pole is as high as you get. But here's the thing. I'll go to the max out that happens sometimes with groups. They work their way up. One person gets up on the platform. 
helping other people to get up on the platform. Everyone's cheering along the way, positive remarks, seeing where people can go. And next thing you know, you could have four people on this slightly wobbly pole who are standing up together on this tiny little platform, interlocking their arms. And, and then the next one is, Hey, do you think you could spin around and interlock your arms and look out? So just imagine that group that makes it all the way to the top as an example and able, and they, they look out and seeing that million dollar smile. But the really interesting part about this though, is that I also see that smile on the person who took two more steps on the ladder. But peak experiences, so to speak, can ultimately take different forms, but it's most fulfilling when we're able to, as we mentioned in the book, to think, to feel and do, and to find these transitions in working through things. And another way to look at it would be like going to, uh, to take a vacation and to even plan a vacation. It's making that plan and we can't always be on vacation immediately, right? It's not like, oh, I want to take a vacation next week. You know, you may not even have the money. So it's just something that you can visualize within uh, your own mind. And then you can write that down on paper and you can sit with that for a bit and get really excited about that. And then in time, you become more and more immersed in it, perhaps as you make more money or it feels like it's a little bit more achievable for sure. And then you can start to lay out a little bit more of that time frame. And then next thing you know, you're booking a ticket and you're getting your accommodations taken care of. And, you know, you're looking at all the little things that relate to that. And then next thing you know, you've fully realized it because now you've shown up and now you're in that place that you had designed and you set yourself up for, and you can have a peak experience that way too. So now that we've looked at a framework for setting goals in more of a personal context, I'd like to shift to discussing why goal setting is so important in professional development. Goal setting is so important to professional development in many ways. First, time management. In a professional context, time is often a limited resource, right? So setting goals helps us prioritize tasks and to manage our time more effectively to meet things like deadlines and to achieve objectives. Just as important as adapting to change. In today's dynamic work environments, the ability to adapt is paramount. Setting goals for adapting to change and being resilient in the face of challenges is a critical aspect of professional development. For those aspiring to leadership positions, setting leadership development goals is crucial. It's not going to happen overnight. Going back to our short midterm goals, setting more attainable objectives for overall leadership development leads to you improving in such things as your communication skills and decision-making skills and even your emotional intelligence, all of which will be needed for you to obtain or even find continued success as a leader. If you're transitioning from one career to another, let's say, setting goals for acquiring new qualifications and building relevant experiences will undoubtedly 
enable a successful transition to take place. Goal setting really does help individuals channel their efforts. Career milestones become all the more likely as a result of continuously improving upon skills and performance. Setting and achieving these goals will undoubtedly lead to career satisfaction and therefore financial stability and certainly a sense of accomplishment. Therefore, goal setting is fundamental practice for those seeking professional development and success. I really have had to keep these things in mind personally because I have left one career for another on more than one occasion. And I had to feel confident about the things that I was doing. Yes, there was some discomfort that relates to that for sure because it's the great unknown. There's nothing concrete, but I've established some solid short-term goals and how I can best realize my midterm goals. And I can't help but think about how helpful it's been for me just in terms of how it's helped me to realize my personal potential and certainly not accepting less within myself. And even with those setbacks to be resilient enough about how to handle them to find the gift that's contained within it that allows for me to realize things that I don't need to repeat and the things that I can move forward within my own life to make great things happen for myself and for other people who are around me, especially those are close to me in my life. When thinking about ways to actualize and focus on my goals, I find that there are many helpful concepts or strategies But here are a few that resonate with me and hopefully you can find some ways that they can work for you as well. Well, starting with visualizing yourself accomplishing your goals. Athletes visualize themselves as an example, performing in an activity well before the event even takes place. Visualizing the success that they'll have and what that may look and feel like. Uh, days in advance of the event, and even just before the event. As an example, a slalom skier will be at the waiting before even getting to the gate, visualizing each one of those turns, keeping in mind the conditions of the course and the environment that they're in. And really it helps to provide confidence in what it is that you're doing. And also you experience less anxiety. It's almost calming-inducing And it allows us to give our 100% a little bit more. And depending on how we did, at least we can still feel really good about the efforts that we made. And taking that learning and to move that on for the next time it takes place. For some people, having a visualized way to hold yourself accountable, to follow through every single week is also helpful and Using tools like agendas and note-taking, you can keep better track of the goals you set and easily be reminded uh, when needed. Another one would be implementation intentions. Well, this strategy involves specifying when and where you'll work on your goals. For example, I will exercise for 30 minutes in the living room at 6 on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And this can help form a consistent habit 
creating good habits, new habits, and sustaining habits makes, uh, makes all the difference. And that social support, I touched on it slightly in the beginning, but truly asking for the support of friends, family, or a mentor who can provide encouragement, guidance, and feedback on your progress can only help. So go for it. We need people in our lives, right? We don't live in a bubble. We need the assistance of others and the love of others to help us, especially in matters that we need most. Periodic review. You can't go wrong, right? Regularly reviewing your goals and assess your progress, make adjustments as needed. And yeah, it helps to celebrate your achievements along the way. And short-term goals are always worth celebrating for sure. They are not less important than your long-term goals, as we can remember that the short-term always leads into the overall goals in your life. So celebrate, folks. I can't state enough the importance of gratitude, giving yourself thanks, and also for those who've supported you along the way. Another one's intrinsic motivation. Connecting your goals to intrinsic motivations such as your passions and your interests and your values only creates a deeper sense of purpose and a commitment that you'll need. Continuous self-reflection is another and by engaging in self-reflection allows you to better understand your strengths, to recognize your weaknesses without focusing on them, in turn, focusing on your strengths and your values and your evolving aspirations as a result. And this self-awareness can help you set more meaningful and achievable goals. You know, everyone's different and there's no fixed way for planning. So find what works for you, but stick to it. Do your work. Make the efforts. Work towards your goals. Aspire to be great. You can do it. You know, now that we've discussed ways to help focus on our goals, another important thing to consider is how we handle setbacks or failures in the pursuit of our goal. You know, I mentioned briefly about the concept of failure and how we look at that and how we can advance that forward and at Thrive we love to talk about it as a concept of failing forward and really it is the notion of failing forward that allows us to not focus on the things that really put us back or set us back it's really what are those little gifts or the things that we inherently learned about ourselves or about other people or circumstances that we can travel with and move that forward Often we feel like we don't leave ourselves room for failure because we have this, sometimes we have these notions that we call perfectionism that doesn't allow for any sort of failure or room for failure, right? Because, you know, failing just means we're just incompetent. Well, it's not true. We're just, we just have to try. We have to make our strongest efforts to do well. And, you know, we're lear learning new things and we have to be patient with ourselves, we have to be able to know that in time, we're going to get better at those things. There's just moments in time that we're going to have so many more moments of success later on. So learning through our failure provides us with some of the most incredible learning that we need just about anything. But we can also use other things like thought exercises and, and that reframing that I was mentioning 
but also giving yourself thanks. And you can do that in many different ways. And you can do that by even journaling. A lot of people find success in journaling and I'd highly encourage people to do that. The importance of reframing and gratitude journaling is helpful because failure can put us in a really dark place sometimes in a narrow state of mind and being able to reflect on and reframe those thoughts allow us to move forward with a better understanding of ourselves and really that's everything you know we we can't always feel comfortable in sharing about things outwardly and journaling allows for that to leave your body and your mind and to be put down on that paper and then it also helps in the reflection of those things afterwards as well you know sometimes we just got to give ourselves a day or two then you can revisit those things and often you look at those things differently minimizing distractions and unnecessary unnecessary time wasters is really important that's your phone oh my goodness there's no greater distractor or time waster than your phone I don't have to tell you, you already know that, right? And perhaps you can prioritize loving self-care to heal where you may be wounded by failure or otherwise instead. So be mindful about the things that you're doing and be aware of the things that are taking you away from yourself and replacing them with better things in your own life. You know, I feel like I've said an awful lot about it and I trust you'll be able to glean a few things along the way or perhaps put it in a rewind and listen to something again. We all have the availability, and I'm not sure if this is the right word, but the right to find success in our lives. We just have to be open to it. We have to be open to want to do the the necessary work and to make the necessary efforts to find success within our own lives. We are not entitled less than other people. We are all entitled to great things in our lives. We just have to be open to those things and to receiving those things because we all have so many gifts. And through those gifts and through our strengths, we are able to move forward in ways that don't involve caring so much with us that don't serve our higher good, our higher being. We can let go of those things, move on. And goals are great that way because it really, you know, and they're really fun too. They give us a chance to find measurable things and to celebrate those things and to do those things on the daily, the weekly, the monthly, the yearly, five years, 10, 15 years. So I trust that You've heard some strategies that you'll be able to put into place in your own life in finding success because you certainly do deserve it. That's for sure. I would like to conclude today's episode by leaving you with some food for thought about goal setting and achievement. As many of you know, The Insightful Journey is accompanied by a second guided journal book that offers you prompts and space for reflecting on your journey. Well, here is a quote inspired from the greatness section of the guided journal that I would like to invite you to ponder this week. What is one step you could take this week to build upon your strengths, moving from a plateau 
towards the next peak of your personal development journey. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Thriving Perspectives. If you enjoyed this and would like more content from us, see the links in the description to visit our website and to follow us on social media. If you thought of someone in your life who might be positively impacted or inspired from this episode, please share it with them. Take care, and we look forward to connecting again with you soon. Keep on thriving. Mm -hmm.